Can changing your corner of the universe change the world? We think so. You've heard the quote, be the change you want to see in the world. But what does that look like? This is where we meet the people that are walking that out. One person, one idea, one decision at a time. Here's Baden and Rex. All right, welcome back to another episode of My Corner of the Universe. Today, we had the pleasure of interviewing Katie from Kindness Cafe and Play. It was a true inspiration to someone um, that has taken an idea of, that someone else started and say, hey, you know what? This is amazing. I want to bring it to my community. Yeah, I really, I really know she's going to inspire a lot of people with um, what she's putting together. It's, you know, you guys will learn more in the interview about exactly all the ins and outs of the Kindness Cafe and Play, but um, it's just a cool story of somebody who has a vision for what she wants to do. She wants to open up a cafe to, to hire adults with cognitive disabilities, but it wasn't just that. It was she wanted to do that so she could prove or not prove she could um she could show that they're that they have value in what they do. And she also wanted to show that because she wanted to show to her daughters the equality of everybody, no matter where they're at in life. And I thought that was just so inspiring to see that vision of her that it wasn't just like, hey, I can do this. I think this would be cool to help these people out. It was so much greater of her vision of what she wanted to do. Yeah. And if you're listening to this, I really do encourage you to go to her website and check out her, her video, her Indiegogo video. I mean, it's, it's a great video and you'll really get a good feel for uh, you know, what she's doing and she's making a difference in her community and she's taking action. And it's a great story of someone that doesn't have any experience in what she's endeavoring. And she's just like, you know what, I'm going to figure out how to make it happen. She has people from her community coming in and helping her in all different facets. And it's exciting to see someone do that because that's really the difference that we can all make. Yeah. It's humbling because she's like, you know, it's like, Oh, do you have a background in white coffee? And she's like, Oh, I've actually, you know, never been in that industry and I've never worked with adults with disabilities, but she was humble enough and smart enough to, be willing to say, I'm going to take advice from all these different people who've done similar businesses or just coffee shop owners, um, just get as much advice and help as you can and be willing to say, look, I don't know everything about everything, but I know you know a lot about this and I'm going to take all the information that I can about this and I'm going to apply this to this business. Yeah, it's a really great episode. I hope you enjoy and make sure to share. Welcome to another episode of My Corner of the Universe with Vaden and Rex. Today, we have the pleasure of interviewing Katie Kashur from Kindness Cafe in Play in Virginia. This is going to be a really great episode. Katie, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Great. Yeah, thanks great. for joining us. Uh, well, let's start off. Let's uh, kind of fill our listeners in a little bit of a quick rundown on what is Kindness Cafe in Play? Yeah, uh, Kindness Cafe and Play will be a nonprofit coffee shop in Charlottesville, Virginia, that will employ adults with cognitive disabilities. And uh, we hope to, in addition to um, having employment as a, a major um, you know, part of our mission, we also hope to create a space where people with and without disabilities interact as peers um, and come together as a community in a, in a really uh, joyful, connected way. Amazing. Uh, one of my first questions I had for you is kind of how you had it structured. So it is a nonprofit. It is. Yes. We, uh, we were fiscally sponsored for many months um, by another nonprofit in town, Arc of the Piedmont. 
And uh, now we have our own 501c3. Great. Nice. And tell us a little bit about your background. Um, why, why food? Why cafe? We know why going into this industry specifically. Yeah. So no, none of my background would point uh, would point someone to food or a cafe. So <laughs> it's a good good question. Um, uh, what what led me to this point though uh, was. A, a video in early 2017, a, a friend of mine um, sent me a video of Biddy and Bose, which is a, a, a you know, in the world of disability, it, uh, uh, disability employment, it's a pretty famous coffee shop um, that started in North Carolina. So she sent me the video, super inspiring um, video, I think to, to many people, including me. And uh, I couldn't get the idea out of my head. So I, I kept coming back to it as like, you know, thinking Charlottesville could use this. I'm not necessarily, you know, initially, I'm not necessarily the right person to do it. I don't have a, um, a background in working with adults with disabilities. I don't have a background in the food industry. I'm not a business person, nor am I an entrepreneur. Um, but um, I do have a daughter with Down syndrome. I, I do have a cousin with mitochondrial disease. And... Uh, I, um, I like creating community. I like, um, um, I like challenge and I like getting people together. And so, uh, I think as I moved along the process of researching what it would mean to, to bring this to Charlottesville, I, I became more and more convinced that although my skill set in some ways were not perfectly aligned with starting a, a, a cafe, um, in a lot of ways, I was just, I was really well positioned to, to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I am, um, you know, it's, it, I, I imagine that the learning curve was, was tough. So like you said, you mentioned that you, you hadn't worked with, with, with people with disability before you hadn't been in the cafe. Like what, what was kind of the, what's been the kind of the toughest, which of those has been tougher learning more about the food industry or learning more about working with, with disabled employees? Yeah. You know, we're not, <laughs> that might be a question yet to be determined. Right? Okay. We're not open yet. So I, I don't know what the greatest challenge will be going forward. I, I, um, you know, when I was talking about being uniquely positioned to make it happen, I, I have gotten a really great team together. And so the woman I've hired to be the director of operations does have a, um, a background in working with um, mostly high school students with disabilities, but some with adults with disabilities. And, um, and she has gathered, you know, a, a, a team of people who have spent their life doing this work. And so we, we have a lot of support in different areas. And then on the business side, we have a, a great coffee shop. We have a lot of great coffee shops in town. I happen to be um, friends with someone who runs one called Grit Coffee. Mm. And, and Grit Coffee has, I think, currently four locations. And they've been super helpful. So on the, on, on the business side, when we have a question about coffee or spreadsheets or business plans, they've, they've been the ones to go to. Um, uh, and so, yeah, I mean, the challenge for me is that there, there is always something new to be learned. Uh, who can I get, uh, who can I get, you know, as part of our community and our team, um, to give us the support we need to, to keep moving forward. And then, uh, another one is just there, uh, as, as I'm sure you guys know, or anyone could guess, there are so many details, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. They're always coming up with, Oh, I, yes, I, I need to put that on the list. I will make that happen soon. <laughs> what was the name of the cafe in North Carolina that kind of inspired the whole thing? 
Oh yeah, it's called Biddy and Bose. And okay. It's a family that had two has um, four children. Two of them have uh, Down syndrome, and um, one. You know, my understanding is that the the boy's name is Bo, and the daughter's name might be Elizabeth, and goes by Biddy. Okay. Have you um, had any contact with them as far as uh, you know, getting maybe a little bit of insight to? How they do yeah. things? You know, with them in particular, we haven't. And my guess is they are just swamped with those types of requests. Okay, gotcha. Uh, she won, uh, the mom, Amy Wright, won the CNN Hero of the the Year Award. Oh, wow. So, um, I, I, that obviously brought a lot of attention to, to what they were doing, which is fantastic. Right. I, my guess is their email box is always full, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so I didn't speak to them. You know, we visited, when we visited, actually, the, her husband was in the shop and I did speak to him very informally. Uh, and then there's, you know, they're not the only model, right? There's, there's lots of successful models in the country. And so I've spoken to a coffee shop in Northern Virginia, a coffee shop in Boston. Someone's looking to do a ice cream shop in Roanoke. Um, oh, wow. So I have been uh, speaking um, to other places who are doing similar work, which has been very, as you can imagine, very useful. Yeah. I want to step it back a sec because in one of your videos on the website, you talk about your inspiration of why you took on this event, this journey. Um, so can you elaborate a little bit on your daughter, both of your daughters, I think was the re- one of the reasons why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, it is clear that the, the mission statement of kindness is to employ adults um, with cognitive disabilities and to provide those opportunities and social connection and meaningful work. Uh, but for me, because my daughter isn't 25, she's five, my daughter with Down syndrome, um, you know, my kids are still little. And so for me, uh, there, there's a bigger mission involved in terms of the, the, the value of, of humans. And, um, you know, my seven-year-old Mira is typically developing and I always say, I I want her to see that value in people, right. Mm -hmm. That, um, every, everybody she interacts with has gifts to offer to the world is deserving of love, gives love. And I, and I, I want that to be her worldview. Um, and then for my daughter, who's five, who has down syndrome and, um, uh, and will always, you know, have a cognitive disability. I, I, I want her to see people like, like she is out in the world connecting with, um, connecting with peers and, uh, contributing in meaningful ways. Yeah, I love that because it's it's twofold the the vision of what you have. Um, obviously, you're providing a service for the community, but you have a greater vision, which is providing you know a meet like you said a meaningful purpose for people with disabilities. But then on top of that, you have a secondary greater purpose, which is showing your daughter and other your, your other people other people to to see you know how to respect people. And I like just I love the different layers of. Um, of vision and, and a greater, greater vision of what you're doing. Yeah. I'll jump in with one other one that I've been speaking a lot about recently because I've really, um, fallen love, fallen in love with the work of Jean Vanier and, um, Jean Vanier, uh, just passed away recently. And, um, you know, you know, in his late seventies and he set up these communities where people with and without disabilities live together in these intentional communities called L'Arche communities. And his, um, his work is really, really brilliant and also really simple. And, um, 
And so he, what, what he says, right, is that his life and the life of his typically developing peers has been so enhanced by spending time with adults with disabilities. And he points to specific lessons uh, such as, and I, I say this in my, um, uh, my presentation, I, I think you saw on the website, mm-hmm. that adults with disabilities, and I, I think my most, the most valuable one to me, at, at least right now, is that adults with disabilities or with cognitive disabilities tend not to seek power over others. And their most um, natural inclination is to seek connection with others. Mm. And, and what a, a gift that is to, to have. Um, but then it's also such a get, gift to witness. And I, I see it with my daughter and now with some of our employees and other uh, people I interact with. And, and now that he's put, put words to it, I, I see it even more clearly. Um, wow. It really brings a lot to my life in terms of inspiring me to to seek connection instead of seeking power or status. And we'll definitely put links to his work in the show notes for anyone that's listening so we can uh, kind of expand on that. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And I think it works perfectly for the service industry. You know, I mean, yeah. it seems like the perfect industry. I guess it goes back to the original question of like, why coffee? And it's like, well, when you when you start adding all these things together, it's like that industry and coffee is you know cafes are naturally a place where people come together and create relationship and strengthen relationships. So it does seem like the perfect spot, you know, perfect or industry to do that. Absolutely, I I agree completely that uh, it is a it is becoming a, a a more common model across the country, and I think that's why that it it is a it's a great um, space for these adults to showcase their talents. Nice. So we'll switch gears real quick. So you had an Indiegogo campaign that did r- really well. And you mentioned that you're not open yet. So fill us in a little bit, just your experience with that Indiegogo campaign. And also, yeah. you know, roughly how close you are to looking at cutting the ribbon, opening the doors. Yeah. So um, Indiegogo was fantastic. Uh, we decided to do that, you know, certainly to, to, raise some funds as we're getting ready to buy equipment and do some um, construction. Uh, and then also as a, a way to share our, our message more widely. So we felt like this was a real clear way we'd make a video and then we'd ask our friends to, to pass it along to their friends. And, and we found it to be really successful in, in, in both capacities, both in raising money, as, as we talked about earlier, we set a goal of 15,000. I think we reached that in three days. And then, so over the two weeks we got up to 27, which was, Awesome. Um, yeah. It's really, uh, yeah, really thrilling in a lot of ways. It was, it was really fun. We had a few events during that time too, which was fun to be able to have people gather and, and share what we're doing. Um, one of those events was a, um, was a screening of the film that, uh, the documentary that, uh, uh, shares the life and work of Jean Vanier, Summer in the Forest. Um, and then the other piece of, um, having a chance for our, our friends to share it more widely. And I, I do think that happened as well, right? Our, our uh, following on social media increased and our, our, our attention, it seemed to, to be that we, we got a, a bit of attention during those two weeks. Um, and now we're, uh, we're having a little bit of a calm time here as we gear up to open. Um, we think we'll open in January. I, I will say the construction, while most things kind of go very smoothly and have been tons of fun. And when people ask me, how was your day? I say, wow, I am so lucky to be doing this. Uh, I'd say construction is the one piece where (laughs) (laughs) 
it not so much. Always go exactly as I think it's going to, and we keep moving that start date further along. So uh, we're really lucky. We're going to be housed inside of our um, our YMCA, and oh, it has nice. our YMCA is about three years old. It's a beautiful, a big, beautiful building with a, an, a lobby with floor to ceiling windows. Uh, but there is there are some complicating factors to move into an existing yeah. building also a building that's so new that people care so much about. Mm-hmm. So there, um, uh, the team, the building team is going to do a fantastic job. They've asked us if, you know, if you want it low cost and you want it beautiful, it, it might not go as quickly as you want it. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of the trade off with it. Yeah. We'll take that trade off. Okay. Um, what go back to when you did the Indiegogo campaign and you hit your goal in three days and then surpassed it what was that feeling like to know you had that much support to be able to hit that and surpass the goal? Yeah. So, um, I mean, I think the number one feeling for me so often is gratitude, right? That I just, I feel so grateful to be able to do this. And I feel, um, so grateful to know that people care about what I care about. And, um, and something I just, I find so important, right. Both on the micro level of, you know, we hired Crosby and Crosby is going to be, um, more fulfilled because of this employment and his family is, um, is, uh, is so happy to see him. You will be so happy to see him thriving, but then on this bigger level of, you know, people do care a lot about their community and this is a way to, to get those, those people together. So, uh, it was, um, yeah, definitely a sense of gratitude to be able to be a part of this and um, and to know that so many people care about it. There's also this that people joke with me sometimes that I, I'm getting the best of everyone, right? <laughs> you know, it's, it's called kindness. Mm-hmm. Kind people, good people t- tend to gravitate towards us. And then when they're interacting with me, there, there must be some uh, extra psychological pressure, right, to, to be... To, to bring your best, <laughs> best self. <laughs> um, yeah. And then I think the other piece, you know, the Indiegogo was just excitement, right? That this, as I was building kindness and building the website and building the team of people and, and, um, fundraising in different ways, you know, it, it, it it's, uh, it's really exciting to, to, to realize, yeah, this is going to happen. You know, the, the support is there. Now the money is there and we're going to be able to, to hire people and, and open doors. Did you get any help uh, with the Indiegogo campaign or is that just, I mean, a lot of times I've talked to people and they say, Oh yeah, we talked to some other people that had run some campaigns and kind of get feedback on how to do it. And what, what oh, was yeah. that process like? Yeah. Great question. So there are two, two companies in town, one a nonprofit organization and one a for-profit company that, uh, that we knew um, the owners. And so, yeah, we, we absolutely, we talked to them and, and uh, trying to think of any specific advice. The one definitely led us to our videographer, which was super helpful. Um, and then, um, and then, uh, you know, then the other person out of town that we talked to who was crazy successful on Kickstarter is this guy, his name's Chris Cody. Okay. If you haven't seen it yet, it's um, you guys. I'm sure Northern Cal- California guys would like it. It's called Paca P A K A sweaters. Okay. He he's a UVA, which is our you know our town is um, Charlottesville, which has the University of Virginia. He's a UVA uh, 
I don't know even know if he graduated or if he left early, but <laughs> the UVA guy, and he sells these sweaters out of um, Peru. It's great, certainly worth looking into. Great organization, great work. And this guy is one of those guys. I talked to him on the phone, and he, his, you know, his brain's on fire, twenty four hours a day. So he was really helpful in terms of. He was like, you, yeah, you know, he helped me brainstorm through like have some events, right? Like you're, you're not selling a product. Although on Indiegogo we were, he was like, I sell a product. I need to have a great product. You need to get people in the same space together. Mm. So um, that was one advice uh, piece of advice he gave. And then the other one I think that was really useful was he had come up with a system on college campuses of having brand ambassadors where Mm. his team of college students. And I don't know what his, you know, system of motivation was, you know, for this many people you sign up, you get a sweater, you know, something. Right, right. Essentially, we used that idea of brand ambassadors. We didn't offer anything, but we basically sat down and said, who are the like 40 people we know who care most about Kindness Cafe? And then we emailed them and said, hey, would you be a brand ambassador? We got like 39 and a half responses. Yes. And a half. <laughs> well, is that the pictures on your website? The I love kindness. Oh yeah, those are not necessarily the brand. Okay, gotcha. I love those pictures. I think that is a great. Um, yeah, talk about a great social media campaign in the yeah. in the workings there. I, I really think that that can spread some wings fast for you. Yeah, that was fun too. So yeah, so these brand ambassadors essentially then, you know, at the start of the Indiegogo, we we wrote this email that was like. You're the, you know, I, you know, I have a background in sports, right? So I love this idea of like, you guys are a team. We need to, um, here are our goals. This is why we're doing it. Let's all, let's all crush this. Go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so we, uh, we did that. And then, um, uh, and I do think, you know, if you, if we don't have any real technical way of tracking it, but just in terms of like eyeballing it of, oh yeah, you can see. I got that donation from that person. I think she's linked up with my friend Megan, but I've never met her. Right. Okay. But, mm-hmm. uh, so that was, that was nice. Um, yeah. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we often admit we are not experts in any of this. And so we are right. all of course. people saying, Hey, how did you do it? Uh, yep. Obviously it worked out well though. You know, yeah, <laughs> it worked out well. Yeah. You had mentioned about, employees also um do you already have your first round of hiring of employees lined up and how is that process yeah we do you know we needed employees to do the video we needed employees to do the events uh we needed employees to show our supporters why they want to support us and so uh this first round of hiring was a a a little goofy for lack of a more technical term uh because we needed also really flexible employees, right? We don't have a start date. Um, uh, the the good and bad news, right, is that adults with disabilities tend to be underemployed. So yeah. it wasn't hard for them to say, well, I don't do anything on Tuesday and Thursday right now. So sign me up for Tuesday and Thursday. And uh, and when you guys open, I'll, I'll start uh, filling in. We have told our employees, you know, you can't quit anything to join us. And if something, an opportunity presents itself, we want you to pursue it and we want you to tell us. And if, you know, if we quote unquote lose an employee because of that, that's absolutely fine with us that 
we want our this group of people to be successful wherever that is. And um, right now, we, you know, we're pr providing an opportunity they don't have otherwise. But if another opportunity presents itself, we'll we'll certainly encourage them to pursue that. Um, but like I said, most um, most adults with disabilities have extra time in their schedules. Yeah, and I I can see the vision that once the place is open and the ball's rolling. Uh, more employees are going to be really easy because they're going to see the sparkle in the employee's eyes. They're going to see the kindness, the love, and other, you know, adults with disabilities are going to say, or friends of adults with disabilities are going to say, this would be a great place for you to work. You know, this is a great place for you to connect with people, a great place to to build that community. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we uh, we both are excited about that opportunity and fearful of those um, those situations where, we we assume right we'll have more people interested than we can accommodate and we already have that experience now uh and we have to remind ourselves you know we almost <laughs> made this decision a couple of weeks ago we're like why don't we just start at you know we're starting at 16 hours so that we don't um explode early right mm -hmm. so that we have a manageable start first month or two and then grow from there and we're like well what if we just started at instead of four days a week, six days a week. And then we started, you know, we could hire these two extra people and they could work extra hours. And then we like had to pause for a moment and say, all right, the, the end game is 10 years from now, right? The end game isn't March. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, it's exciting. I, I do think we'll provide a lot of opportunities for people. Um, it's also, uh, you know, it's, it's disappointing that we won't be able to accommodate everyone right away. So you said four days a week, is that what you guys are planning on then? Yeah. For the start. And then four hours each day is. Yeah. Right now it's Tuesday to Friday, seven thirty to 1130 in the morning. Okay. Yeah. I just was trying to make the math work on that one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> as far as the name itself, you have, kindness cafe and play. Can you talk about the play aspect of? Yeah, absolutely. So before we had this, this space, um, at the YMCA and we were looking for a regular space in town, my friends who had been to business school told me that I, I couldn't just open a coffee shop that had a, um, had a, a, a you know, um, uh, you know, a, a, a mission, you know, um, um, it couldn't just be a mission driven coffee shop. It had to be unique. <laughs> so then I kind of, you know, went to coffee shops. I'd been to Austin recently to visit a friend. I have friends in New York. I go see occasionally. And I was trying to see what Charlottesville didn't have. And, um, oh, and also there's this place in Richmond near my parents' house. Essentially because I have little kids, I hang out with moms and dads with little kids. Uh, I thought that Charlottesville could benefit from a coffee shop that had a, a designated play space okay. um, yeah. a wall and a locking door and then also a playground outside. So that yeah. was my big, my big vision was this beautiful space with really family friendly, including an outdoor space. Um, Austin has these outdoors playground uh, restaurant spaces everywhere. Uh, so uh, that, I, I don't think that's, you know, eliminated, eliminated at this point, but currently because we're at the YMCA, 
they already actually have all those things. <laughs> yeah, that works out well. It's nice. funny, Rex and I are in a very similar spot in our life with uh, young kids. And I was just talking to somebody recently too. I was like, every single restaurant should have a huge play area. <laughs> like yeah, right? you only knew as parents what it's like to have, you know, six, seven, five, four, three-year-olds. Like it's so nice when there's a nice big play area at a coffee shop, at a restaurant and the parents, right. you can sit down and actually have a little bit of relaxed time while the kids are playing. Um, I was like, I'd, we'd go to that place all the time. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Yep. Yeah. That, that was, that was my vision for sure. Yeah. And it works in a lot of other ways. You know, um, I, uh, I was an, an athlete, you know, for most of my life. So that play piece of, um, and you're referencing, uh, the I heart kindness signs and we, we've used a lot of the UVA, um, athletic coaches mm-hmm. as people and former and former players. So that the play kind of fits in there. And then, Another lesson of Jean Vanier is that adults with disabilities tend to be more playful. And it's a, it's a good reminder to the rest of us that we don't need to take life so seriously all the time that, that we can, we can smile and connect and, and be playful. So it it works on a a few levels. Yeah. You, you talk about a little bit about your background playing sports, um, playing soccer for UVA, as far as, the leadership, team building, determination, and how that has translated to what you've done so far and how you think it'll continue to grow your leadership in Kindness Cafe and Play? Yeah, so I was um, really lucky. I I, uh, I actually played soccer and basketball at UVA oh, and, um, and played on teams you know, my whole, my whole life. Right. And so being a part of a team is, is really important to me and really fun for me. And so, and even with this, <laughs> with kindness, we call it team kindness, right? When we talk about the employees and, and some of the, the more involved volunteers. Um, uh, and I think, I, I mean, obviously, yes, like goal setting and time management and, and some of those um, skills uh, probably started when I was playing sports. And then I think the, the most important piece of it for me is that I love being a part of a group and I love, um, motivating that group for a, for a common, you know, goal or cause. And, and that's what we're doing here, right? We're, we're getting people together. We're, we're, you know, this staff we call team kindness, but then on our website, we say join the kindness community, right? And so that's the second layer of people who care about this, want to get behind it and want to be a part of it. Awesome. When your cafe opens, is it going to be just coffee? You guys don't have food. What is that going to look like? Yeah. So the space at the YMCA is, uh, really beautiful. It's also a little bit limiting in terms of, uh, restaurant capacity. So it's, it's more of a snack bar, a coffee shop than a restaurant coffee shop. Um, we, our menu currently, uh, that we are submitting to the health department includes, um, you know, all coffee drinks from a espresso machine, hot chocolate tea, that sort of stuff. Uh, and then smoothies. And that's um, a little bit because I love smoothies, but a yeah. lot are at a gym. And I, I think that will, that will be a bit, um, something that people want. And then we have a bakery in town that employs adults with disabilities. So we, we won't be able to have a, a, a kitchen at the YMCA, but we don't, we're lucky we don't actually need one because we have a, a, a great place called Breadworks less than a mile away that's doing all that work already. And so we'll have baked goods from Breadworks and then we'll have some grab and go items. Um, and I, I think some of those, you know, we'll, we'll test out and, and as 
let the, you know, let the customers decide what, what is most desirable. Nice. And at, you know, we talked about the hours uh, earlier. So we'll start with just the seven thirty to eleven thirty, which is mostly, you know, a breakfast type menu. And then as we expand, we'll go into lunch and then we'll probably outsource where we get uh, kind of lunch sandwich type items. Mm-hmm. When you look at the down the road forecast and vision, do you see, obviously, you know, do you see Kindness Cafe and Play just <clears throat> being one location in the ideal spot? Or do you see it being multiple locations? Do you see yourself? Like, I mean, I, I, this is kind of a hard question, but do you see the vision of this growing, like where you want to ha- open up multiple places or do you see it as something like, hey, I just want to open up this one, do it great, and then help other people do the same thing other other way, places? Yeah, um, in terms of other places, I, I don't see us going to other places outside of Charlottesville. I, yeah. I, and I would love to be helpful, absolutely. Um, because I think it's... Uh, it's exciting. I think it's a good model. I think it's useful for communities. And um, I think I've learned a lot in the process. So I'd, I'd be uh, very happy to, to pass that along to others. For kindness, I, I, we, we are so grateful to be at this YMCA location. It is wonderful in a million ways. It will limit our growth, though, um, because as I mentioned recently, or just said, you know, you can't have a restaurant at the, at the YMCA. Um, we can't hold our own events at the YMCA. Uh, we, so I, I, when I dream about it, I see in the, you know, not so distant future, having a second space in or around Charlottesville, that is, um, in that space, our hours can be longer or we can, you know, who who knows what we can do, but Mm -hmm. we can do a lot in terms of, we can diversify our staff, right? Because if we're doing production and if you don't want to be that forward facing person, who's um, running the cashier or or, um, out at the tables and you would rather be making sandwiches, then, then we can make that happen at at our, at a different location. Um, yeah. And I also, I mean, I don't know if this will ever happen, but I can see it also if we could have events or feel a little like a community center in some ways, yeah. I think that could benefit uh, families in our community also. So uh, yeah, I, I dream about a lot of different things, but I think that is the most solid dream I have. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. If someone's listening to this and they want to be able to help out whether that's financially or maybe another way. What's the best way that people can do that? Yeah. You know, I always say hop on our website. I, I, I love our website and I, and I feel like it gives a lot of good information about what we're doing and why we're doing it. Um, it also has the opportunity to what we call join the kindness community and that's uh, to sign up for our email newsletter, which is just once a month and ca- kind of keeps people up to date to date on what we're doing and also shares a little bit of, around the mission each time. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, my friend very generously and um, runs those and she does it very well. And we had talked about hiring, you know, a little earlier. Currently she's putting out, you know, about once a week, our employees. And um, it's super fun. I, I'm excited every time I see it. I bet, yeah. <laughs> yes, that's super fun. Absolutely. If people are interested in um, donate, donating, there's a, a link on our website to do that. Uh, and then eventually I, you know, and I don't think this is in the next couple of months, but hopefully in the spring at some point we'll be selling merchandise and 
uh, on our website and also hopefully items created by people with disabilities um, wow. in the near future. Uh, so that would be another way um, to be supportive. And then I'd say to, to learn more about adults with disabilities, right? Uh, have a conversation with someone uh, with a disability and or read a book by Jean Vanier. <laughs> so, Great. I love it. Yeah. yeah. And we'll make sure we put the link um, to your website on the on the show notes, and probably could embed the some of the like, your video that you guys did, which we didn't talk about. The Indiegogo video was awesome. It was very, very well done, beautiful yeah. video, and I think that's a great key for those campaigns to have a cap. Yeah, uh, for sure, a really good video for people to share. Yeah, we did get that um, information from a lot of from all three of those uh, people we reached out to. Said you got to have a video. You have to have people have an emotional experience. Yeah get behind this yeah yeah awesome no i was gonna say i think that's it as far as what i got i mean unless you have anything else this has been a really great yeah great interview i really appreciate you coming on and talking more about the project talking more about your passion your vision for what you have um i hope it inspires a lot of people whether they're doing something in a similar industry or just in a different industry, if they hear your story and they can say, you know what, I can make a difference in my world and my community, you know, just by making this one decision to move forward with a, a project and a dream. Definitely. And if people want to reach out to you, Facebook, Instagram, all those you're on as well. Absolutely. Our website has a contact page. So I'm always, yep. Open, happen to happy to chat with people about what we're doing. I, I, I love sharing our, our mission and our vision with others. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing your corner of the universe with us. We love what you're doing and um, really looking forward to circling back with you probably in a year or so just to kind of see how things are going and get updates. Yeah, please do. Thanks so much for having me. Awesome. Of course. Our pleasure. If you liked today's episode, you can find more information at mycorneroftheuniverse.com. And don't forget to subscribe. Thank you. Thank you.